Hello everybody, Kyle Haas here, otherwise known as The Sheriff. Just want to give a special introduction to a View from Section C podcast brought to you by a new sponsor, the Don Michelle Italian Restaurante. One of the best restaurants in Dundee, if not actually the best restaurant in Dundee, my favorite. I was there almost every night. Patty, the legend of the Dundee Stars, treated uh, treated me very well there, along with the, my favorite bartender, Antonio. He even made me a custom drink called the Haas Martini, so make sure you go by there and uh, introduce yourselves. Make sure you support the best restaurant in Dundee. And also, without further ado, here's Lori Jr. and Lori Sr. Have a good one, everyone. Welcome along to episode 35 of the official sponsored Don Michelle, uh, a view from Section C. Larzo, before we kick off, um, for those watching this on YouTube, you need to go and listen to the pod- the start of the podcast in the intro um, that Mr. Kyle Haas has just given us. Um, <laughs> it might be uh, the longest intro we've ever had. Um, yeah. Um, it sort of went, Kyle... We've been sponsored for Don Michelle. Could you say a few words? Yes. I think he's wrote a yes. fucking novel. I know. And he, and he actually came back in the message to me saying, listen, I only, it only take, it's one take for me. That's all it takes. It's one take, unrehearsed. And uh, yeah, that's what we've ended up with. So we're going to run with that um, yeah. for this for this week. Um, absolutely tremendous. A big shout out yeah. to Hasse. He will do absolutely anything for this club. Um, still. But yeah, just apologies for the for the the nearly one minute intro this week. I've had to forty five um, forty five minute forty five minute podcast. Forty four minutes was his introduction. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, and I've had to even extend the the pump up music to 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 go with it. Um, so again, thanks, Kyle. Much appreciated. Um, but yeah, I love you, buddy. Yeah. Um, so it's a a busy week. Um, for us, it's it's you know we've had games. Um, we will get on to them. We've we've got a last minute guest, um, which I'm absolutely ecstatic about. Um, yeah. But firstly, how's your week been? It's been okay. It's yeah. been okay. Um, probably spoiled by watching ice hockey at the weekend, <laughs> yeah. and then possibly spoiled even more by watching uh, it this weekend. Might well be spoiled watching it again this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, busy as usual. At work, that that's it. It's work Monday yep. to Friday. Look forward to the ice hockey at the weekend. Get pissed off watching the ice hockey at the weekend, and then it's back to work on Monday yep. again. Yeah, and and it's just it's exactly the same. Repeat, repeat. We'll yep. come good. We'll come good. Yeah. Well, and sp- speaking of good, um, our guest um is a very good friend of ours. Um, it's it's been a while since we've had a proper a proper catch up um with this guy, but uh, you know. Senior, what what can you say about the the accolades uh, this guy's got? This this is a this it? is a big interview for us. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, as you say, it, it's been a while for you. We've 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 spoke to this gentleman. Um, we've known him for a long time. We've known his family as well, uh, especially his old man. The only slight downside is the fifers. Yeah, but yeah, but we will everybody has their flaws. <laughs> we will not. We will not hold that against him. Great coach, knowledge of hockey is second to none, uh, and deserves all the accolades he gets. Uh, and you, you'll probably you'll now go and do the introduction. Uh, yeah. And we'll we'll go through we'll go through his coaching career, no doubt. Yeah. So it is none other than uh, the current Solway Sharks head coach and Team GB under twenties coach. It's Martin Grubb, oh, a.k.a. Good, Spud. A.k.a. Spud. How are you doing, so, mate? I'm very good. I'm very happy to be here. It's been way too long since I've been able to talk has. to you boys and see your happy smiling faces. Yeah, it has. And, and my first question has to be, you know, we've known each other a long time, but where did Spud come from? Um, <laughs> my recollection that it's been a long time, but my recollection is that you know, growing up, we, me, uh, Scott Plews, 
Paul Wood, affectionately known in hockey circles as Bucket, um, you know, Junior plays his brother. You know, we used to kind of play street hockey and live really close, and we'd be in and out of each other's houses for for tea as you do at that age. And it was something in chips, whatever. Again, in chips, my mum would say, "You know, if you eat any more of them, you'll turn into a spud." And you know i've always wondered that and I, I just thought you know what i'm asking it on this episode i get the interview i'm gonna say why what's what's it with spud and there we go chips he got his nickname for his mum but yeah no thank you very much for coming along um as I say for us, this is this is a big show. We've had um team GB player and Robert Dowd, and now part of the coaching setup um for team GB. Um absolutely delighted to have you on. Um we'll just start kind of at the beginning. Obviously, you were you were you were kind of, you were part of Solway as a player all near enough all your days. Um and then you went into being a player coach. That's where your first kind of coaching kicked in, and believe it or not, 1998. And I'm going to make you both feel a bit old here. And I was only seven year old at that point. Um, so just, you know, how how was it for you transitioning into that, into that coaching role? Um, you know, was it difficult being a player coach? Um, no, I think the thing is, I'd, I'd obviously moved for Fife. Um, you know, went and played, it was British Division One. The Dumfries team was the Vikings at the time. Um, it was meant to be a year on loan for the Flyers, which turned into four or five years, I think it was, we went, unfortunately, we went bankrupt. And I'd been doing some work with the kids as, as part of my, my job down there. And it was, um, well, I guess it was Scottish Division 1 SNL as we know it now. So they'd asked me if I would, I'd be happy to, to stay there and play. And if I'm honest, you know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed where I was. So I thought, what the heck, I'm going to see how it goes. Got asked if that, that summer, then would you stay and actually be the player coach? So I've been working, with, been working with the coaches, I've been working with kids, I've played under some really good guys, so I'll give it a bash. And I really enjoyed it, straight away really enjoyed it. I guess uh-huh. the, the biggest problem was every special team situation, especially in the power play, I was keeping myself on the ice and getting to the point where I'm like, you know, I'm not coming off here, this is a power play, there's, there's points for me. And um, Maybe some of the players got a wee, bit, a wee bit aggrieved at that, but I think I was lucky, if I'm honest, because... The club there at the time, they allowed me to bring a few guys with me. Um, my first signing was my brother, so that I made sure I had solid goaltending at that level. Um, yep. Richie Lamb, who was you know, he was one of my teammates in Dumfries, but obviously a Murrayfield Racers guy for most of these days. Richie came down, uh, and Johnny Ballantyne came down with him for there. So I was able to add a couple of guys, I guess a couple of imports to Dumfries, if you like, mm-hmm. where they, they, were, they were outside the the area and it helped me so that no, was real fun we had a really good team then you bring in some of the local guys that I mean the likes of Bobby Chambers and coming mm-hmm. through was, was fantastic for us and you know we had Churchy who I know you guys are friends with Churchy and he played in yeah, Dundee yeah. and you know Church is a character as we know so he helped that young <laughs> team and he helped me as a as a teammate and as a new coach and after that first year I brought Stuart Wilson who Stuart had been in the air for a long time. So he came as a bench coach, and that was probably the best thing I'd done for that short yeah. term because it stopped me getting carried away and staying in the ice yeah. too much and kind of forgetting that there was maybe a full team. So Stuart took care of that, and, and we worked really well together. And you know, thankfully, we're, we're still friends to this day as well. So it was definitely fun. It was definitely fun, and it's I'm still here now, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, still there. Um, but you know, two seasons as a player coach, and then moving into that kind of head coaching position, the sole coaching position, you know, what made you kind of take it at that point? You know, what was the decision behind it? And, you know, was it the right decision at that point to just be the coach? You know, actually at that stage, um, you know, I think everywhere that you look online and stuff, I actually left Dumfries at that stage and went okay. home. I went home um, and cut my ties with them for a couple of years because that's how I ended up, um, you know, mm-hmm. was, stage of my life I was settled with a partner we were, were looking at um, getting married at that stage and we uh, we moved back up in between my mum and dad in Kirkcaldy and I had a job in Edinburgh so I lived in Dunfermline for a while and I actually just started working with the kids up in five, sixteens, nineteens where I started to get 
both Mitchells, Craig and, mm-hmm. Craig and Lee, Chris yeah. Wands, Tony Muir, Stephen Gunn, Stephen McAlpine, all these kind of guys, Stevie Chalmers, these guys, Jordan Marr, that all went on to play B&L and yeah. some of them in the Elite League. So that, that's, that was kind of that next bit where I took a few years away from there, but continued my coaching career, almost worked on myself and worked on the development aspect of the game. And, you know, I, I knew that player coach, if I'm honest, the, the playing side of it, as much as I enjoyed it at that stage, even though I was quite young, I was losing a bit of the interest. I, I knew yeah. I wanted to transition to just being a coach. In my head, I was happy with that. I want, but I knew I had to learn. Went back again, as I say, into Kirkcaldy and, and worked with some some really good coaches that I'd worked, I'd played under as a, as a young guy as well. So just learned a little bit more. And then um, the next step was was then Dutz uh-huh. and the Flyers kind of, I guess we want to call it demise at that stage where everyone yeah. felt a bit in the B&L. So then things took yeah. a different turn for them. Yeah. yeah the, that, that, that demise was a colour. That, that, that's some some set of boys that you've you've mentioned, their squad that you've worked with, the, the, the Mitchell brothers, uh, Stephen McAlpine, Stevie Gunn, Tommy, Wonsey. You've got to look at these guys. That's some amount of talent that comes out of Fife, isn't it? Hundred percent. I mean, I think I think Scott. If I'm honest, Scotland in general doesn't get the credit it deserves. Because I mean, I guess at the same time, when you look across across the bridge to you guys, you had Sam McCluskey coming through. I mean, you've had JD around for a long time. Yeah. You know, and, and the games then at that stage become really competitive. And again, even after that, there was still Scott McKenzie, there was Craig Arthur, and you know, Billy, as as we all know him, and. There was more and more coming through for, for Scotland that was, but it was fun to work with for me. Adam Walker again was another one, and I'm, I'm probably missing some guys that no doubt will yeah. chuck me somewhere. Yeah. But <laughs> I think I think the best thing for me is as a young guy who had not long finished playing, but was determined to give them the best possible opportunity to succeed, mm-hmm. and knowing that you know I was still watching my brother. He was he was playing in five for the BNL with the Flyers at that stage yeah. as, it was, as I was doing that. And uh, it allowed me to stay abreast of what was going on at the, the kind of higher levels, but showing these guys what it takes to get to that level. And they were obviously they were they were great guys, but they were great hockey players as well. So, yeah. um, no, definitely, it's a, it's a good list. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll never I'll never forget that very first ever Fife away game I went to as a Stars fan. We're on the bus, supporters bus, and I was drawing your brother as first goal scorer. I was absolutely <laughs> livid. I'm like, I've drawn the backup goalie right now. <laughs> so I'll never forget him, that. <laughs> I've seen him play out for us when he was with the Sharks against Aberdeen. And even if he'd played out, you would have had no chance as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, he fancied himself as a player, but he yeah. spent more time in the penalty box. Um, yeah, but. But yeah, going, going to Fife and spending that time with with Dutz, um, obviously, how how was that? You know, kind of back at hometown club. Um, you know, did you feel that you you grew as a coach and and picked up a lot from Todd and and kind of from his playing days and then going to his coaching days as well? Yeah, and definitely. I think um, you know, I was I was actually in my in my dad's, and uh, you know, obviously my dad had worked with the Flyers at that stage, so. Dutch and, and the rest of the imports were all pretty close to him and, he, and they'd come over and, and my dad had give me a shout saying, Todd wants to talk to you. Um, obviously, the, the juniors and Tommy Muir at that stage, mm-hmm. senior, had, had asked him to stay with the, what had been the Kestrels going into the Flyers. So yep. he was looking for a bit of support and you know, he knew I was I was home. So we had a, we had a really good chat. And then we ended up having a really good relationship where we would speak to each other pretty much every day. I would run some of the practices, especially that first year when Todd couldn't play. But, uh-huh. So he was training, probably training harder at that stage than he did even in the BNL because he wanted to stay in shape. Yeah. He was hoping for that that chance to play at some point if the rules changed. So he was doing a lot of the a lot of skating at that stage. So I was taking a lot of the practices. But even just watching the way him, him you know, I have to say Derek King, Stephen King, John Haig, they kind of guys. I mean, yeah. they came from a different level. And I knew them. I grew up, I, mean, I grew up playing on a line with Stephen at some points, but it's it was just to see that level of player and obviously to say Todd himself, the level they worked at, the level of detail, 
and it suited me because I started to really love that. I loved the detail. I love being able to make an impact where I was kind of looking at more as a bit more of a proper team, a senior team, and yeah, really reignited that passion for me. So, and and then we had a kind of a little bit of good cop bad cop relationship, and I, depending on what the team needed, and you know, trying to just get as many guys ready for whatever mm-hmm. the next step was going to be in Scottish and British hockey for them. But mm-hmm. yeah. really enjoyable time, really enjoyable time, and the derbies, you know. Fife Dundee were at least were there, and you know, some of the games I remember were, were unbelievable. First class yeah. games, always close games. Crowds at both both clubs deserve massive credit for still backing their teams, and, and the arenas were, were still you know, as busy as they've ever been. So, I really enjoyable time. Loved that time. Yeah, yeah. There, there used to be a lot of good games, uh, and as you say, when when you've got a lot of the young guys, and you. you your, your, your fifers and as you say Sam and JD and guys like that they've obviously came up through the Scottish ranks and they'll have trained together maybe with the Scottish age groups and then they break away they're then playing in games against one another and it's Dundee Fife there was, uh, people will know realise it right? because there's a lot of new people that listen in, a lot of people listening to our podcast are new fans they'll probably not realise, they'll see Dundee playing Fife in the Elite League and think it's a big thing. I must admit, I think it was bigger back then. Even yeah. even during the SNL years, the the, the atmosphere was, was better, it was louder. Didn't matter where you played, it was, there, there was so much animosity and rivalry, and it was, back then, it was a real rivalry. I think, anyway. Yeah, and I think, I think you're right, because well, I guess if you look, it's, it's probably where we go all the way back to that stage as well, where I could be standing on a bench and, and there was these two guys behind me giving me a wee bit of banter, we'll call it. And But then you look and you go, <laughs> <laughs> nowadays, though, like, I mean, oh, you're not allowed to do that. Or the coach, you know, you just, they kind of take that banter. And But the rivalry was intense. But yeah. I think it was old school where as much as it was intense, as soon as people come off the ice, there was a camaraderie, there was a aye, that banter, there was friendship mm-hmm. that's lasted yeah. amongst the players, the coaches, ourselves yeah. here. It's, it uh, was a, it was a good, I think it was a good time. And, and you look back to the, I mean, if we were to pull up a list of other players that played against each other at yeah. that time, a lot of them have went on and done decent things and lasted the test of time. Yeah. And, yeah. and obviously there was that movement when, when you look at Robo and Hagee and guys like that who were, I mean, they were big names in Fife, but then Cross the, yeah. the Tay Bridge and become big players in Dundee, and even yeah. some like Gogsy, young Gogsy Lato, and obviously yeah. the name alone. You know, Gogs was a was a great guy and, and very underrated in my opinion as a player. But he, um, when that name crossing the bridge, and he's, I know his dad uh-huh. played way back with the Rockets, and it's like ah, it was great. I thought it was really good days. Yeah, hockey was probably a bit underrated, but the rivalry was was definitely was huge. But it was fun at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and and I think you know, kind of coming up the next next bit about you know when you went back to went to the Solway Sharks, um, after being at Fife, and I think you know, and this is and you know, this is credit to yourself. You guys broke that glass ceiling of Dundee and Fife up here, and everyone else is below you. Um, you know, you guys went in, you won the Northern League, as in the league and the playoff double. In the same year, you've then taken them into the ENL and the, the NIHL, as it's known, um, and won multiple league trophies and that there. Um, you know, just how is it for you to see where you started with Solway, Dumfries in general, to where you're actually at now as a club? Oh, I mean, obviously, really, really proud of it. Some of the best memories I've had, if I'm honest, there right now, because that very first year, I remember saying to Todd, you know, I've got an opportunity to go there. It's, you know, full-time job in hockey. And uh, I, I probably didn't really want to leave Fife or I would never have left Fife unless mm-hmm. it was a, somewhere I knew I was going to go. But going into that dressing room, you know, they, that team, I don't, they, they had Kevin Conway, I think, before, but that kind of older guys maybe in the country were the only imports they'd had. So I kind of go in there and say, right, you know, I want to bring a couple of imports in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done similar to what I've done when I was a player coach. The first signing there then was Gary Russell. 
So again, it was a goaltender that I knew would probably give me a chance to win every night. Our opening weekend then becomes Fife and Fife, Whitley and Whitley, and you're like, like here we go. <laughs> Deep end, sink or swim. Yeah. We win 2-1 in Fife. We win in Whitley, and, and all of a sudden, people just go, well, wait a wee minute here. And uh-huh. To then, two years in a row, win that league, but we won both times in Fife. Yep. I remember the first, the first time I'm standing on the bench, knowing that if we, we needed a point, we would win the league. And I'm, so I said to my dad and I said to this, the staff there, you know, if we win, if, if we manage to get this done tonight, I'm staying on the bench. I'm respect for Dukes, respect for the club. And we uh, we scored a winner and I was off. I was in the middle of the ice. I broke my watch and I was just like, like this. And then the second year we had Plusy with us and the same, we're kind of like, oh, we know the big man liked to wind up everybody and anybody, but he was loyal with the team he played for. And the second year we won it in there, it was, he's parading this trophy mm-hmm. around and the place is going nuts. And the kind of memories just, I think it put us on the map and then that allowed us to get in a kind of three-way battle with Fife and Dundee and just try and grow it. And I think the yeah. most pleasing thing for me long-term is it allows our young players, even to this day, it allows our young players something to aspire to. We know we've not got an elite league team, but if they can aspire to be at the top level of our club, and then we could try and aspire as, a, as the senior team to put them up to the next level into the elite league, then, you know, I, I get to, yeah. I'm proud of that. It's, that's kind of the way I look at my job is to try and allow any yeah. player that we can get the opportunity to play at the highest level possible. Yeah. And I think we've, I think we've done a pretty good job. You know, and it's, uh, yeah. That, yeah. last year, phenomenal last year, treble winners, we won a national championship getting to play against Streatham at our level in, in Coventry. But mm-hmm. a wee place like Dumfries to, to have that kind of title as well has been, it's a credit to the club, the volunteers and people that run it. Obviously, I've got my part to play, but, you know, that's just a small part in, in the, the big picture. And um, No, it's been, yeah. it's been great. I think mean, it's been great. And the only thing that I really do miss is I would love it to to have almost that BNL or even the, the NHL National League now. I'd, I've always said it and I'll continue to say it. I'd love something to be replicated in the North yeah. so that your Fife's, your Dundee's, or Paisley's, etc. We're all in the same league again, and all these Scottish kids have got somewhere yeah. to to play. Yeah, yeah. and I, and I think it, it it's what we 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 always have this conversation when when and I've got like old school, the older generation. I don't classify myself as the older generation because I've seen it. I was there for the BNL, um, and we say it with Robo, we say it with Plouzy, um, we say it with, even with people around the rink. Um, you know, people that listen to this, guys like Gary Monroe and stuff, and and sinking that they all they were all there for BNL days, and that was that was what I found that more exciting than the elite league at times. I really do. It's you got to see your local talent come through. You might have brought up a couple of young guys from from down south somewhere, but you you help progress them as well at that level. Um, so yeah, it's yeah we always yeah. try and preach it, but yeah, it's. I think I think nowadays we we the elite league. And God, I, I couldn't I can't even remember how many imports were meant out. I think it's something like 13 or 14 imports. 14. 14 imports. But you could only dress 19 players or something like that. That that leaves you five spots for Brits. You go back to the BNL, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it was eight imports, and then the rest of your bench were Brits. But if you only if you only had seven Brits, you were only able to dress seven imports, I think. I think they had to match up one for one. You could have more Brits than imports, but you couldn't have more imports than Brits. Yeah. Yeah. And now, I think it's disrespectful to the British players. There are a lot of really, really good British players going around the country that can't get games, really, for their, their, their home teams yeah. because all these imports have came in. You level it out again to me and Robo will back on this. Get it back to BNL import quotas. And what you'll find is your, your John Dolan, your Sam McCluskey, your Stephen Gunn, your Stephen McAlpines will all start coming through again. And it, and it really, it, for me, it certainly helps the, the British game. I think it's disrespectful when all these Brits come in and you're left with, with five slots here. Robo Jungler, Cali, 
Never done anything wrong at Dundee last season. Never put a foot wrong. He's now in Bristol. I think mm. I'd, I'd seen it since his birthday the day. Um, and I'd noticed that someone like, is it 10 points in 13 games or something? It's something yeah. like that. It's, it's near enough a point again. And, yeah. and that's no Mickey Mouse League he's playing in. No. no, I think that's the thing that these guys need to go south, if you like. Now, I mean, there's yeah. there's Jamo. Jamo's just left the Flyers set up for for whatever reason. Obviously, I'm I'm not privy to that, but he's then flying into Bristol and playing a bit of two way with the Kestrels. Cali, as you say, is is had a fantastic year so far. You've got Tyler yeah. and and Rennie Marden there that you know they're in a uh-huh. great set up in Swindon, yeah. and I think it's look the the elite league for me it's. If, if the quality of import, like in, in any level, it's not having to go yeah. at the elite league, it's not having to go at the, saying that the past is better, but I think it's about the balance, you're right, the balance that we've got needs to be to be there, and the quality needs to be there, so that if you are bringing in 10 imports, 8 imports, whatever, it has to be a, a quality import, but a good person, even at, at our level, we're allowed to, but you know, I, what, what we always say is, I'm not going to bring a guy in just for the sake of it, if he's not any better, both as a hockey player, but if he's not also going to help our younger guys and add some value and, and buy yeah. into the community. Yeah. And back in that that BNL day and even way back to the Heineken days, these these imports, they would always add some value to the community as well. They'd be quite happy to interact with the fans. They'd be quite happy to go out and do whatever sponsor events. They would also have to help the British players because they needed the Brits to play. And then, and then the Brits come through. So yeah, it's it's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult to watch. I know as, as a coach who's you know had a lot of these younger guys that are fighting for jobs in that league now and not seen a lot and nobody able to get at. It's difficult to watch because you know what they can do. You know mm-hmm. they need a chance yeah. to prove it. But yeah. the way the league is just now, it's it's wins and it's bums on seats. So yeah, there's yeah, not a lot no, of patience for the young guys. Yeah, you yeah. Met, you, um, you mentioned the you mentioned the name there, Kevin Conway. Um, has your lad's a decent player? <laughs> He's also a wee dick. <laughs> I was going to say, like, maybe, maybe there's a, there'll be two sides to, to Scott here on this, on certainly on this one, ain't there? There's the the player, definitely a good hockey player. I, I seen the I seen the tweet that came out after yeah. the stars were in Dundee, yep. and you look and go, there's going to yeah. be people. I, don't, I personally don't, I don't know Scott, so you know, can't really comment nah. on how he is as a person. <laughs> a good hockey player, but... He's a uh, yeah. Uh, one one thing he's got for his old man, he's a top top player. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean the old man, yeah. he, he knew where the net was, and he was a yeah. certainly yeah. very very good offensive player. And uh, Scott seems to have picked that up. And yeah, I guess it's like the Polini boys are the same; they've picked up for their dad and yeah. some of these guys. It's nice to see their names coming in, but yeah, uh, I know there's yeah. a bit of animosity with this. I'll leave it there. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of um, you know your your young British guys, um, especially many local Scottish guys and stuff. This is uh, I've just realised this when I was uh, doing the little kind of questions beforehand. This is now your tenth year as part of the GB setup. 2012-2013 was your assistant coach for the GB under 18s, and then going into that head coach role, of GB under 18s, working with guys that you've mentioned already, the Scottish guys, some of the English guys coming through, players like Liam Kirk as well. Um, just how how different is it for you as a coach when you're when you're with the country and you only get them for that short period of time as opposed to training with your guys two, three nights a week? Yeah, there's a huge difference and it actually becomes really frustrating sometimes going back again because when you go to their national team camps it's I guess it's considered the best of the best you've got them all mm-hmm. in the one team they're obviously all desperate and they're fighting to make that team in the, in the kind of training camp stage before you actually get away and then some nights you're maybe driving up the road and you're going to your own practice and through no fault with some guys they're maybe working or there's half a team there and you're kind of going well you know I, I kind of want to be with this group so there's a frustration element to it but the one thing that I could say is through the years I mean we have we have some huge talent. It's just unfortunate that they're spread all over the world a lot of the time. Yeah. And, and you don't actually, I think what people don't understand as much as, of course, we go every tournament and we're just trying to win a gold medal every time you go there. And and we have had some teams that, you know, maybe we've overachieved and sometimes we've maybe underachieved. Yep. But 
you don't actually get your full team on the ice till the day that you arrive in whatever country you're in. Like this year, we're going to go to Lithuania and we won't see our full team until we arrive at the airport. Because some guys are in America, yeah. some guys in Canada, some guys are in Europe. Obviously, there's the guys in Britain you see a little bit more. I mean, we had times where Kirky, the majority of the time, was in the UK, but so you'd see a lot of him. But when he did go to Peterborough, you would you would only see him at the, the tournament. Yeah. Sam Duggan was in Sweden. And give Dougie his due. He was another one. He was always here and, and he was fantastic for it. But you would get yeah. that the year we my very first year uh, again at Dundee Connection. County was in that team. Yep. And uh, as well, again one of our top end guys. But his line mate at that stage it was Bobby Chamberlain. So you had Hookie and County playing together. But then Bobby came in. He was playing in America that year, so you kind of don't get that chemistry. Yeah. So you yeah. probably get you know three or four practices, and then you're expected to go try and win a tournament. And it's it's difficult, but it's also hugely challenging and but a lot of fun because you know you're working with some unbelievable yeah. hockey players and it's just trying to get them the detail of how your team's going to play what your systems are going to look like and, and probably the biggest challenge especially now with with the elite league I suppose with the amount of Brits if you look at a guy like Jack Hopkins for example super talented but mm-hmm. he'll play power he'll probably play power playing penalty kill or at least power play with the skill set he's got in this team but he's not going to have that during the year because he's yeah. be playing in a fourth line, kind of, and I understand the role, and it's good for him. But so you've got that element of who's yeah. try to pick a team that who can yes. round round holes, round pegs type thing. It's, it's everybody's got their opinion as always. You've got yeah. that thick skin of, but you're trying to build a team of who can do what role based on where they are. But you know, I wouldn't change it for anything because it's you're representing your country. You're working with the best players that that you see in that country and, yeah. and then again it's that element of pride because when you see them go on to further their career and better things it, it's it's just that little bit of saying you know I might not have done a lot but I've, I know that kid I've been with that kid yeah. and uh, it's nice it's nice to see that but yeah. it is it's definitely challenging when you're you're not really getting to see them very often I'd love to see them but I, I would yeah. love I personally would love to see Again, you could you could have done it in a BNL type scenario, but if you use that national league, I think they should put the GB twenties in the national league until Christmas. Then we go away, and then you put the eighteens in for Christmas to March, and then they're going away to their tournament, and yeah. they're getting a chance to play, and you get to see them a lot more, yeah. and the coaches. But again, that's yeah. just a it's a thought of mine and an idea of mine as opposed to anything yeah. else. But there's some good. I think the best thing is it still proves that no matter what we've got whether it be 16s, 18s, 20s now, we've got a lot of good hockey players and there's a lot yeah. of opportunity for them. And hopefully yeah. they'll get an opportunity at senior and pro level as the years go by. Yeah. 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 So obviously you moved, you moved up from under 18s to under 20s. Um, and one guy you do get to see all the time is one of our own in Johnny McBean. Um, you know, Stars fans will also be listening to this, looking to kind of get like a little loan report sort of thing. Um, you know how how much of an improvement you know we we've saw Johnny um for years he's roller hockey playing with the Comets the last couple of years uh you know how much of a difference have you saw in him in terms of I'm um, going down to yourselves and then also kind of playing up and and training with a elite league when he can the kid's super talented unbelievably talented and yep. you know for our level the biggest change you see is when he works with the stars every day you know. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays, he normally skates with them, keep in contact with Mason and make sure he's he's working hard there. And he seems to be doing really well. And obviously he's, he's dressing some nights when we've not got games or if, if they need them. But I think that's definitely helped his fitness. It's helped his strength. It's helped his awareness uh, at that level of professional ice hockey and, and yeah. the decision-making process. But I suppose... We, we had it with, with Kiefer, and we still do have it with Kiefer, but, and I guess when, when Jeff took the job here, it was why I spoke to him about Johnny. These players need to play. There's uh-huh. no point in these talented kids training every day and not getting a chance to play. Yeah. So you get to see the confidence and the ability that he's got when he plays for us. I mean, I, I don't want to jinx him, but he's scored in every game we've played so far. Yeah. And I'd love to look back and on all like if, if we as a club or you know elite prospects, whatever, have got records on that. But it might be a record. I mean, we've probably played, I think we're 16 games in or something, and he's scored every every game. 
it's, it's phenomenal so far because he gets to use his, you know, they, they hands are they're, they're yes. unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. And, you know, he's adding, as I say, he's adding that strength and a bit of speed in that first two or three strides now that he's having to have every single day at the elite level. Mm-hmm. But getting to put, getting to play with some freedom for us, as well as being held accountable for some detail, because obviously yep. he's, he's not no coming to us and getting away with whatever he wants, but he's, ah, yeah. he's getting to put that into a game situation. Right now he plays with Scott Henderson, who's that two-way with Glasgow and has played some yep. games there. So he's got a bit of elite experience. So they, they bounce off each other, they, they kind of they push each other. Mm-hmm. But he's, I mean, he's been he's been really really good for us. I, I cannot say a bad word about him. Obviously, he's now not only then getting to that elite level, but we've seen enough between working with the stars and ourselves to to take that that punt yeah. on the in the GB setup and. No, it's a credit to him that he never he's never represented Great Britain, I don't think, before. So he's going to go and step straight into an under-20 yeah. championship because of the skill, because of the work rate, because of the application now. And it's re- it's just really nice to see. My only yeah. thing, the only, I guess, downside, and again, this is not, it's not a dig at anybody, especially especially Jeff but, or, or the Elite League, but unfortunately when these, these guys, we've seen it in the past with somebody like Kieran Brown, Alex Graham's probably going through at the moment. Johnny's a skilled guy. Like for mm-hmm. me, he's he's the closest I've seen. He's maybe slightly different, or maybe slightly better in other in bits, and maybe not quite as good in other bits. But he's he's Jordan County level. Mm-hmm. He, he's the guy that has the skill. He's got the vision, and that's who I liken him to. But he's not going to get to play that role in the elite league. No, if he no. comes and he gets some ice time for you guys, he's got to get the puck. He's got to try and make a good decision chip it deep or make a pass and kind of get off the ice and yeah, yeah. so it's I guess that's the beauty of a two way and somebody that's yeah. going to allow, allow you, sure. quite happily allow to have that creativity yeah. but he still gets that he's not getting it coached out of him but he's still learning the, the, the game, game. for me with Johnny is and again this is no sort of disrespectful to the SNL I think solely and, and the level that you guys are playing at are a level above SNL. And if Johnny's going to sort of go on a two-way, putting him a two-way with the Comets or something like that, or even the Tigers, he's not going to learn them in. He's, he's not going to get... He, his game's not going to increase. Whereas he's coming with yourself, Spud, he, he's playing at a wee bit higher level. And as you say, he, he'll be held accountable. If he, if, if he makes a mistake, he's held accountable at that level. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, to be fair to, you know, the, the junior programming and into the Comets, Tigers, that SNL level, they obviously, like every like, like every other level, ourselves included, they, they have a, a great place to play in his development. Last year with the Comets going into that cup that we were in at NHL level, you know, yeah. when I spoke yeah. to Johnny, it just whetted his appetite. He knew that he wanted to have to play at that level every night rather than yeah. four or six games. Yeah. You know, and I think the Comets have gave him a great opportunity to play against men as a young man and, and to learn that you have to compete to win every night. I, we, I guess we were. We were the next level. You know, National League's the level after us. I've no doubt. You know, I'm shooting myself in the foot as well, probably, but I've no doubt he could play there. Yeah. But ultimately, if I can help him get to, ideally, to, to play for his hometown team and, and to try and make an impact for the, for the stars. If he stays with us a couple of years, learns a game, both sides of the puck, some special teams, you know, yeah. gets his sell a chance to go and put his on the shop window with the, the World Championship scenario. For me, Dundee then get a, a more rounded hockey player that could probably go straight into the lineup, as opposed to potentially bringing somebody in, yeah. paying housing, maybe, you know, probably paying more on, on a budget side of things. If, yeah. You know, see, we do it. We've done it with not so much Mac, but certainly with Kel Beatty. If that same with the Belfast scenario, if they save themselves yeah. some money, the local fans in Dundee, the local fans in Belfast get to see one of their own. They buy into that. The kid gets an opportunity to play at the highest level for his hometown, and, and everybody wins. And we'll continue to do that. We've obviously done it with Stenton. It's not so much his hometown in Glasgow, but that's our job. And Johnny's the next one. That if I can help, and our club can help along yeah. with. He's getting in Dundee. I think he's got a real chance. I really do think he's got a real yeah, chance. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I'm out. 
I think I think I've got through everything. Um, obviously, from from us, I'm just I'm just I'm just disappointed that we've no heard any stories about Bluesy or Churchy, Barry McKenzie, all these yeah. all these guys that have played at Dundee, and um, we've not had any any random stories. <laughs> I don't know, you know, certainly Baz. Barry's a bit, and he's a bit younger. I coach Barry as opposed to playing with Barry, so um, you just got to try and get through the hair underneath his, his equipment. It's like a bit of a wookie. He was, he was always a wookie. You know, a bit of Chewbacca and, and Baz. But. Oh, so, that that so, is the next that, chirp that, of the Fife game. Next chirp of the Fife game. Oh, wookie. The wookie. Um, Churchy and Plusy, you know, there's stories galore, but I'm not sure if we were ever sober enough to remember them. Yeah, that's The one thing I'll say about these two together is probably a better story where myself, well, Churchy phones, phones me, I'm in Dumfries, he phones me and says, do you want to come to Castlereagh, to Dundonald, Belfast, whatever, with, with Telford? And I was like, all right, okay, so a few guys are going. We, we get Plusey, so me and Plusey, and my current assistant coach, Jamie Thompson, came, and our younger guy at the time, Craig Johnson. So we were getting picked up in Dumfries. Big Pally's on the bus, he's in Telford at the time. We Plusey comes to me on a Friday night, we go out, we, we drink till the club shuts, we get on the bus at five o'clock in the morning, thinking we'd nothing better to do than get asleep and then be able to play that night. Of course, we get on the bus, Pally's sitting straddled right across the back seat, Cases of hooch everywhere at the time, saying that nobody sleeps. So we drink all the way there. We get a breakfast. We maybe get a couple of hours sleep. Then our goalie, Dave Singleton, whose name was for Sheffield, he warmed up without his helmet on. He was that drunk he didn't know he didn't have his helmet on. It was just sitting on his head. We, we play that game. Like, they're, they're quite new. We get beat. And Jim Graves was running at the show, running the show at the time. He cut, end of the game, and Pally's going, Jim, like, where's the man in match beers? And he's thinking, like, come on, boys. Like, he's been on it all day. So we drink the man in match beers, we go out till God knows what time. Then we've got to play them again at 10 o'clock in the morning. We've only got six guys. We actually end up hammering them the next day, get straight back on the bus and just straight back drinking again. We have to stop from the ferry port in a place called Castle Douglas to go to back in the day of the Victoria Wines to get bottles of wine so that Daisy <laughs> and Pally can continue their drinking competition. <laughs> then we get off the off the bus at Dumfries and Pally's in tears because he wanted to stay but he had to get home for his dogs. Me and Plusy and Churchy continue and I think it was four or five o'clock the next so for probably for nine o'clock on the Friday to literally five o'clock on the four or five o'clock in the Monday morning. And to this day I've no idea how we done it, what probably went on in between but this day, we, we still talk about it and the pictures are still there on your social media stuff that like every year yeah. it pops up and you kind of go, yeah. oh my God, like, how how did we manage that? Yeah. But that's, I just, it's, it is, and it's just the friends, friends for life, isn't it? Yeah. Crazy. You knew I grew up with them. To be fair, the first day I walked into nursery, at three, three and a half years old or whatever, was the day I met Tozy and Junior and I've been friends with them ever since. So. Yeah. I suppose I've had, a, I've had that bodyguard when I played as a junior and you know, <laughs> played with him, played against him, and he's a character. Even, and I'm even oh, yes. I coached yeah. him. Well, I mean, if he, he, uh, he finished his career with me, I mean, his yep. last game was his right. own yeah. um, incidentally against the Flyers. And you know, it's that minute and a half to go, and, and I just see him jump the board. And I was like, oh no, oh no. I wasn't going to bring it up. What goes up in the air and Blair Daly went that way and Plusy just went over the top to him. So him and Tommy had that little tilt to end it. And, but he went happy. He went out happy and I said yeah. that to him. Like, you know, yeah. I wouldn't have put it any other way, I suppose. That yeah. we, had, boys. We, had Robo, we had Robo on the show and Robo was like, look, you need to get me, as in Robo, Plusy and Davy Smith on together. <laughs> I'm not too sure if that's going to be a good episode of that ever no. happens. No, <laughs> that's probably just a chat show of their own. Like, yeah, it might. Uh, the viewers might actually start dipping down on that, and we'll, yeah. we go down in the charts, and we'll. Yeah, I might never recover from it. <laughs> uh, it would definitely scare a few people. That's for sure. But 
Yeah. Yes. Some people's sides would be hurt by the end of it. Three of them together and the stories they've got. And I mean, three yeah. not only great players, but great people. When yeah. uh, you would you'd certainly yeah. get a really good laugh then. But oh, I'm not yeah, sure yeah. the current. The current hockey wouldn't get a good name for the three boys either. So <laughs> no, some no, someone, someone, yeah, someone tells me I'm going to agree with you on that. Yes, yeah, but <laughs> uh, but no, um, just want to thank you again for your time, Spud. Um, you know, we we both wish you all the best in Lithuania. Hopefully, yeah. you come home with uh, with some silver silverware of some sort. Hopefully, it's not silver. Hopefully, it's gold. Um, but yeah, well, you know, all the best. Um, you know, we'll maybe get you on and after you win it and then the gold, maybe get a couple of a wee gold Send medal gold show medal on. One. Yeah, yeah. No, you never be, know. Be better than maybe being able to jump on and maybe even young Johnny being there with a gold medal around his neck would be would be a really nice thing. But yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, for me, boys, it's been an absolute pleasure just catching up with you and reminiscing yep. a wee bit. And you know, for you guys, I wish you guys and the family nothing but the best. And yeah, hopefully yep. thank you for that. Continue yeah. to progress in Dundee. Hey, you never know. Maybe one day you'll see me in that league. And well, yeah. it's been. Yeah, uh, you know what? Well, I was I was doing these questions and and I was thinking to myself, I wonder if we'll ever see it happen. Because uh, yeah, with the way with the way well, some of the well, results are going, you never know. Listen, coach, coach might be gone from a club. We've seen we've we've seen a lot of your mates on that home bench, Spud. Yep, there's been a few of them. Right. I'm not sure I could go on that way, Ben, so because you two have got too much on my head, especially. No anymore. No anymore. Like, no, you, uh, like you said earlier, um, it, hockey's changing. Um, I got into trouble for calling Connolly a rat one week. It wasn't yeah. uh, it, it wasn't acceptable language, calling someone a rat. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, nothing is said from either yeah. of us now. Um, well, that would, I'd maybe have to chop you then if I'm yeah. going to shut you. Unless it's uh, <laughs> unless your name's Scott Conway. Um, <laughs> but no, I appreciate I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate your time. Um, you know, good luck uh, at the World Championships, yep. and also good luck for the rest of your season. For the rest of the season, yeah. And remember, for your member, say hello, to your old man. Well, do thank you very much, and really appreciate right. boys. Have a great, have a great right. time. Right. Cheers, Thanks, Spud. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. 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 So, Spud Grubb. Um, Spud Grubb. As I said, we had our GB international player on, now GB hockey coach on. Um, but let's... Yeah, junior. We didn't mock about it, did we? <laughs> yeah. We didn't yeah, mock about it. So, right, so no mocking about it then. Let's, let's get straight into it. Um, a quick review of last weekend. So, okay, um, it was... How's that? It was the the Halloween um, edition game. Um, beautiful tops created by uh, a certain Miss Steph Boyle. Um, oh, absolutely tremendous it. tops. Yeah. But it was an absolute horror show uh, on the ice. So a second to go in the first period, 1959, Sam Markland with the goal. Jordan Klimek. Yeah, Remember, God, don't bring it up. Sam, no, Sam Martin was the first guy that scored the goal that allowed us to kick off our competition. Yes, yes. Um, contrary to what everyone says, it's not my fault. Okay, it was my sister, right? It's not my fault. All right. Yeah. Um, Jordan Klimek, 28 40 on the power play. Sam Martin with his second at 30 11. Um, 33 seconds into the third period, a power play goal by Daniel Tedesco. And then Brett Ferguson wrapped up at 53-17 to give Guilford a 5-0 victory at the Dundee Ice Arena. Now, first thing I'm going to point out here, Larzo, is the attendance, 1,344, uh, 41, sorry. It It was never that in a million years. It was never that in a million years. It certainly didn't look like that to me. eh? The rink was um, empty. it, it It was a quiet one, but yeah, it was... Yeah, we could go through as many analogies as you like, but it was, certainly was a Halloween horror show, was it? Yeah. Um, uh, just, that, um, I, I would probably put on record as saying that's up there with one of the worst stars performances I've seen. I thought, I agreed with Jeff in his interview in that I thought the first period we competed well. Yeah, um, yeah I would agree, yeah. And then 
we, we concede that goal with a second to go in the period, and then it's heads down, just yeah. to stop playing. We just looked like we stopped playing. Players genuinely just looked like they didn't care. Yeah, it was, and the goal came from a mistake. We had uh, the yeah. puck. Yeah, again, again. Just put it, play it around the board. Just let the clock run out. Yeah. Let it yeah. run out, but no, we try and play the puck across the, the, the blue line or whatever, and they get it, and they're away. And that yeah. was it. Yeah, I felt um, so bad for for Marot because I, never, I didn't think Marot played badly. I thought no, Marot played think, quite well. I think for that first goal, um, I think, again, it's something that we said about Svensson at the start of the season, um, that he went down far too early and gave the shooter an open net to shoot it. But other than that, I don't think he had a bad game. I actually thought he kept yeah. it in it at times. That was 5 nothing going on 15 nothing if it wasn't oh, wow. for the goalie. Um, but again, I still don't see why we've signed another goalie. Um, no, Svensson, I'm, I'm not, Svensson I'm now on the bench. No, Svensson's now on the bench. Um, Brithen's standing at the door. Um, I, I find it absolutely ludicrous that yeah. Brithen bailed us out massively last season when Mo was injured. And effectively, for me, right, Mo, Mo played the latter part of the season again. They were splitting their games. Um, you know, Mo went in in the Coventry game, which then obviously helped to qualify for the playoffs officially. Um, but I. Brithen was one of the main reasons we made the playoffs. Oh yeah, yeah I think he when when Mo got injured, the team had to pull together to help yes. out the young Brit who didn't get much ice time the season before. Now he's now he's in nets. He's having to pick up points. He went into Sheffield, won in Sheffield. He's picking up points against the big teams, and then we've absolutely shafted him here. Absolutely shafted him. Yeah. When listen, the thing is, when we get full imports back, when everyone's back fully fit. And import's going to have to sit out anyway because we're over the quota. So, are, are, we over the quota are we over the quota now that Gary's left? We're still... I thought that was just back to being level. But what, whatever it is, if, if, we're one, if we are one over, has to be a goalie that sits. Has to be. The goalie will sit and then you've got... Has to be. Um, yeah, because well, we, we had the, the exact amount of imports and then we signed Parker and then signed the goalie. Now Gary's left, so we've only got one extra. Right. Which will then be Brithen, but you know why? Yeah, I it's don't know. The issue. Uh, and it's... I'm going to bring up the issue in a minute when we bring up the league table. Um, but looking at the Sunday night, thinking <laughs> could it get any worse yeah. performance we're from gonna get, Saturday? We're, we're going to get a kickback. We're going. We're going to. We're going to see a reaction. Yeah. Yeah. So again, first goal, eight forty-eight by Kim Talberg, short-handed. Um, yeah. John Kern 10.26 in the power play Ross Venus 13.35 um, Peyton Frante at 18.43 in the power play Svensson's then pulled and we put in Marot and Marot concedes after 3 minutes and 1 seconds through Mitch Cook Marley Quince 24.54 see, see when Marot went in it yeah. was 2 goals on 2 shots yeah yeah Garrett Johnston at 43-46. And then a couple of consolation goals through Ben Soke, assisted by Semyonovs and Bariga at 53-58. And then Craig Garrigan um, chipping yes. in with his first of the season at 54-35, yeah. assisted by Berrier. Now, I never watched it because there was no way yeah. I was paying that webcast. Um, I think many fans are now starting to say that. They're not buying the webcast because they know what's going to happen. I yeah. really feel for people... Um, like the Doras, Mr. and Mrs. Dora went down to Coventry, um, like yeah. they always do. And even then, them saying it online, try try being here. It's worse in here uh, than what it is on the webcast. But here's the league table, Larzo, right? Now, for those of you that aren't watching on YouTube and listening on the usual podcast stations, Stars are sitting in eighth place. Uh, 13 games played, eight points, three wins, um, and two in an overtime loss or shootout loss. We have scored the second least amount of goals in 27 and we have conceded the most amount of goals in 61. 61 yeah. goals on 13 games. The next closest team to us with conceded goals is Manchester 
on 46. Glasgow 45, 544. Everyone else is kind of below that. Um, but you can see when you can see as many goals as that, you're struggling to win games, eh? Especially because if you if you look at how many goals we've scored, right? We we we've not scored a lot of goals overall, right? Yeah. Um, I can't remember how many you said we scored there, but whatever it was, yeah. So we're scoring at what two points something a game. Yeah. But the thing was letting in about five a game. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff had said that, that we're not a high-scoring team, so we need to give ourselves a chance to win by playing solid at the back. Yeah, now, we've brought in a goalie who, no disrespect to Marot at all, because he's not done anything differently, but we've brought in a goalie who has got the, done the same job as Fenton and conceding goals left, right and centre. We've brought in Parker as a forward, and we've let go a forward and Gary. Yeah. Where's the changes with the D? The D's clearly the issue. It looks like it. It looks like it. Uh, uh, I'm just lost for words, eh, at, at some of the performances. Um, I'll look at the positive side. Right? Garrigan's a, por- a positive again. The Brits are positives. Yep. Yep. They always have been, right? Yeah. Um, and the guy that I feel bad for at the moment is Ben Soke because yep. he seems to turn up. Yeah. Right? And, and yep. he, he seems to... He seems to be putting up points left, right, and centre. He's 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 averaging quite well. I was I must admit I was surprised at the Guildford game when they didn't start Soki with Bariga in Semyonovs. I yeah. thought that should have been the line that started. Knowing to go at Craig, Craig knows Craig for me is is better in the line that he's on that third line. Yeah. Uh, that's Craig's natural game. Craig's Craig's likes to get in the book, people. Yep. Likes to be right. likes to yep. forecheck and, and things like that. On the first line, it's a totally different game altogether. Mm-hmm. And that's why I thought Soki should have started there. Would that have made any difference? We'll never know because it was too late. It was yeah. in the middle of the third period before yeah. it happened. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I don't know what we're trying to do defensively. We've the thing got is, out a I, lot. Yeah. It wouldn't be so bad if, if we were an, an offensive team. Yeah. But we're not. Yeah. We're not an offensive team. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, I say the issue is clearly with the D. Um, you know, there's certain players at the back there that, that I wouldn't say is the issue. Um, you know, I've been very happy with um Dryden's performances this year. Um I think Dryden's been quite steady for us. Chris, obviously, again, comes under the whole the Brits. Chris has yeah. again come back from a slight injury, uh, the same knee injury that, that he'd had the season before. Also came back a lot quicker here. It was just a knock. Absolutely tremendous um this season again. But there's a lot to be um, I'd, I'd put it out there, right? We would we're struggling, right? Look at our affair, right? And and hopefully we'll turn it around. We are struggling. I would hate to see where we would be if Dryden Dow got injured. Yeah. Honestly. Dryden yeah. at the back, Dryden has been our best player by an yeah. absolute mile. Yeah. Yeah. Um so it it was an absolute um <laughs> it was it was a shit show. It was a shit yeah. show at the weekend. Yeah, we, um, we, we listen. How many times have we came on this podcast and we'll, we've never been like this? But no, it's we'll, we've said it. We're not calling out individuals. Nope. We're calling out as a team, right? Yeah. We at this point in time, we ain't good enough, yeah. and it, and um, it really worries me what's going to happen going forward. Yeah. It really, think, really does. Jeff was on uh, TFM today. Um, I saw it on Twitter, and he said yeah, that, yeah, that you know the fans, the fans and the owners have high expectations for results. They've got high expectations for performances, and right now we are not performing at that level. Again, you know he feels it. it. You see it. Get what yep. I mean? He's he, he's no funny in the boot. Eh? He's no mincing no. his words, and and he knows. And I think you said it. The buck stops with him. Yeah, yeah. And but... it, it'll never be a hockey coach. As much as I nope. try to be a hockey coach, I'll never ever be a hockey coach. Right? Nope. The the guy has got an 
unbelievably hard job on his hands. He said it, it's his team, he signed the team, the buck stops with him. I really, honestly, God, hope that he fucking it turns round and he sits in Gizavi the middle finger at the end of the season. <laughs> I do. That, that's what I want. I want, I want yeah. that to happen. Whether it's going to happen, I really don't know. And yeah. I don't know how many more changes he could make to get to get us back yeah. on, on, on track and, again. And is and the question as well is is the budget there to make those That's changes? The That's the other issue now. Yeah. Um but we said it last weekend or last week's podcast that last weekend's games were going to be extremely tough. Guildford, oh, you know what they're like. Coventry yeah. this year, you know, they're sitting first and third, respectfully. Guildford's first, Coventry third. Um so looking ahead to this weekend, an easier weekend of Blames and Flays again. Flays and Flames again. Um, yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> this time currently at home and then Guildford yeah. away. The good thing that I think, so I know that they're saying the good thing, you know, the travel and all that. Um, the travel for us is on the Sunday or the Saturday night, depending on when we go down. Uh, yeah. Guildford are in Fife on the Saturday. Um, so They've oh, got share a bus. travel as well. Yeah, we just share a bus with them, yeah. Get a good, yeah, good, good wind, get the double-decker, yeah. yeah. But they've got travel as well this weekend as far as us near enough. Um, so it's the same about going up and down the road. Um, but so they've, they've got, got the, they, they've got got to come round. up. Yeah. yeah. So they, they have to come up to five, and yeah. we're, we're sitting in our scratchers. Yeah. And so, then we both travel down. So yeah. We're a game the night before, so yeah. It's, travel uh, is... Can we use travel as an excuse this weekend then? Probably not. Nope. But it's going to be two tough, tough games. But yeah. again, win the home game. Yeah, so win I've heard that... the home game. Heard that Saunch is back on the ice. Um, I don't know if it's full contact or not, but he is back on the ice. Uh, same with Colin Joe. Obviously, Colin Joe was in the warm-up on, on Saturday. Yeah. So, fingers crossed that the both of them are back to give us more bodies. Um, but, yeah, I think, again... Jeff said it in an interview before. We're all saying it. We need a response this Saturday. If not, the 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 crowd on Saturday, it's the quietest I've heard in a long time. It's the most empty emptiest of seats I've seen in a long time. And there was quite a bit of booing from around the arena on Saturday. It wasn't just one or two people, there was a good few all around. Yeah. Um and I've never seen that happened at, at, with any Stars team and we've seen some shit Stars teams over the seasons yeah, I've, I've, I've heard booing before um, listen, people will tell to their opinion they, yep. they pay hard earned cash so they're allowed their opinion each to their own, how they want to put that opinion across I'd rather just come home and moan at your mum and kick the dog <laughs> aye ok uh, coach Cameron right. um, sorry <laughs> No longer coach Cameron. Um, but yeah, I think again, this could be a quite strongly could be another zero point weekend. Um, again, I'm happy if we can pick up one point from either of I'm, these two games. Um, I'm going to say I, two points. Is that a um, win against um, Coventry? Or... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Two against okay. Coventry. Um, and I think we'll probably get beat down in Gilbert. But I'll take the home win. Yeah. So, yeah. That's it for another week then. Um, hopefully yep. we're sitting here a little bit more happier next week. Um, I've still been raging about last weekend all yeah, week. Yeah, I Disillusioned with it a little bit. Yes, um, yes, that's probably the right words. Um, but, yeah. But never so, mind. Never mind. We, but yeah. That's, we, we had, that's, another, that's another episode of the Don Michelle sponsored View From Section C. Yep. A little bit of free publicity in there with the t-shirt as well for the 51 Club, for Mr. Yep. McGiffin as well. Also remember, it's November. Yes. Yep, I'm booked in with Cam next week. Get a haircut and oh, that. Yeah. I know, yeah. Well, aye. Yeah. So, but Don Michelle. Oh, yeah. Sponsor. Yeah. November. Yep. Yes. Yep. The whole of the month of November. 20% off. If you mention a view from Section C podcast to whoever's taking your order, basically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, um, another episode done. Um, 
again, another great guest for us. Absolutely loved that. I, th- I thought it was brilliant with Spud. Um, you know, drop us a little um, message on on our social pages on who you'd like to try and see next on yeah. from Section C. Obviously, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, be, be interesting. It'd be interesting to to see who who the listeners want uh, as a guest yes. and, and see when you're. But the, listen, you got to be realistic. Gonna be daft, right? Yes. We'll not go. We'll not get Scott Conway on, right? But that's never happening. He will never come on to the he podcast. Might. He well, might. Never know. He might. Yeah. But, but yeah, obviously, it can't be current players. Can't be any current players. Nope. Has to be former be players. players. Anyone yeah. else in the league? We can always pitch it out there, especially any of we Dowdy's pals, because obviously Senior is best friends with Robert Dowd. Um, um, did you get a message back from Diggers? Nah. Fucker said he was going to check his emails. He never came back to us. But I yeah. thought he would have to, after pumping with five. Now I thought he'd been right on the podcast. I know, I know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, hopefully, as I say, we're sitting here with better, cheerier, happier faces on, and we've got some form of win to have a chat about yeah. and hopefully much better performances but um if i don't see you through week i'll see you through it window all right all so right, have everyone. a good week have a good weekend and we'll see you next week don't you know